What do you think of today's global economy? What do you think is happening around the world right now? For, for us at, at EBRD and, and me personally, you know, the events um, in Ukraine and Russia have have quite a large impact um, on the geopolitical, on the landscape, um, and it's not just on those two countries. It's affecting a lot of countries, including Australia. Uh, my, my brother has a small building uh, company, um, and I was talking to him on the weekend, and he was saying the effects of uh, global supply chains are, are really, he didn't think it would happen, but you know, the cost of timber, the availability of timber, and <clears throat> all sorts of other materials is affecting his, his small business. Greetings, everyone. This is Ayman Tarabishi, President and CEO of the International Council for Small Business, ICSB. And we are delighted to be here for the IPA and ICSB conference. And with the title is, Why Do We Measure Economic Success by Unicorns? This is the opening session. And I am just wonderfully excited to introduce my dear colleague and friend, Mr. Andrew McDonald. He has 40 years of experience in international banking, joining EBRD in 1995, and has spent the last 20 years involved in Central and Eastern Europe, Russia, and the CIS in senior roles within both the banking and risk credit sector. Prior to EBRD, he worked for 15 years in Australia, UK, and the US, and he is the director of EBRD's uh, Chair of the Small Business Investment Committee in the European Bank of Reconstruction and Development, Mr. Andrew. Good afternoon, and but in other parts of the world, it's either good morning or good evening here. We are delighted to have you today here. How are you doing? Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, very nice to see you again. Um, and I'm not sure whether it's morning, evening or uh, afternoon, but um, hello to everybody else as well. So this is a first of a kind of we're doing a virtual conference with our partners, IPA and ICSB. And we're co-hosting it both in the United States and in Australia, but also globally as well. And we are just excited that you are joining us here because you are from Australia as well. Well, yet you are in Europe. So tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody knows where in Australia you come from and a little bit about your background. Yes, Mel Melbourne born and bred and very proud of that. Um, uh, started working in banking in Australia in uh, January 1980, uh, worked uh, with a couple of banks and uh, left in 89 to uh, explore the world stage and get a little bit of experience for a couple of years and go back. Um, but here we are, 2022, still haven't gone back. Um, having worked in the UK and the US uh, for about five years and then joining EBID um, in 1995, um, which has been a tremendous journey with great exposures to, to very many different countries um, and experiences. Uh, welcome. That's, ab that's absolutely fantastic here. And tell us a little bit about EBRD, the European Bank of Reconstruction and Development, so all our audiences in Australia and internationally get to know a little bit about your organization and what you do? So EBRD was established at the fall of the Berlin Wall uh, to foster the transition from communism to a market economy, um, initially based in uh, the CIS and um, neighboring countries of, of uh, Western Europe. But this has expanded over time to in include Turkey and Mongolia, uh, 
and and also expansion more recently into Sebad, um, a country dear to your heart, uh, Eamon, um, Egypt, certainly, where we're, we're very active. Um, so we provide debt and equity. Uh, we have a portfolio of around about uh, just under 50 billion euros, um, which um, is you know spread across all of those countries and, and across both those types of products. This is excellent. So you're active in the investments and promotion of um, countries to investments, direct and indirect investments here. And we understand the historical significance of this. I'm actually doing this session in Berlin. So it's funny you mentioned Berlin here while I'm here. Sometimes things work perfectly well like this. And let's talk a little bit about the theme of the conference here, which I mentioned earlier here. But but the write-up on the conference, Mr. Andrew here, and let me read it to you. And I want, and this is the opening session here. I want to get a little bit of your reaction to, to what we present as the theme of the conference here and, and, and break it down into pieces here in general of your vast experience with, with dealing in developing countries and moving them forward, but also kind of where we are and where we're heading. So let me give you a little bit of the background here. And um, the, the global economy is experiencing really a crisis and fueled by mismanagement of natural resources, mistrust of the worldwide technocracy and mismeasurement of human activity. Things are not going well. Our social, economic, and natural environments have all changed, but our thinking about measuring success has not kept pace. Everything is changing around us, but yet we keep measuring success in one specific way. And all over the world, right, people believe that the way we measure our economic success does not reflect really their financial reality. How will we conduct and measure financial success to ensure that our impact on both the world and economic development becomes more realistic, more responsible, and sustainable? It's a, it's a packed statement. It's a complex statement here. So let's, let's just take it a little bit and unpack it piece by piece here. What do you think of today's global economy? What do you think is happening around the world right now? For, for us at, at EBAD and, and me personally, you know, the events um, in Ukraine and Russia have have quite a large impact um, on the geopolitical, on the landscape, um, and it's not just on those two countries. It's affecting a lot of countries, including Australia. Uh, my, my brother has a small building company, um, and I was talking to him on the weekend and he was saying the effects of uh, global supply chains are, are really, he didn't think it would happen, but you know, the cost of timber, the availability of timber and <clears throat> all sorts of other materials is affecting his, his small business. Um, and that's just, what, just one example. But if you look also at a lot of the countries in the surrounding area and around uh, even Western Europe, there are supply chains. You've got disruption to energy prices. So there is a, a the ramifications are, are, are significant. Um, but I always like to, uh, to to look at it also from a, a slightly different perspective. And there were, there's always the is the glass half full, is the glass half empty. Um, I always try to look a third way, um, which is part of, I suppose, why I'm at EBOD and we've been working on fostering of the transition through very difficult times for quite a, quite a period of time. And the third way is it's an opportunity to quench your thirst, no matter how much is in the glass. Um, and when we, we 
in, in our operations, you know, we're always trying to find different ways, whether it's through working um, with challenging and disrupting companies um, or whether it's working with governments to work on their policy development to facilitate uh, the development of the private sector. Um, it, there is always an opportunity to do something better and to uh, see uh, see how we can work within uh, within what we've got. Let's let's take the other piece here for it here. And then I really liked your statement saying, let's look at the glass half full and not half empty here. But you just put together a container of how we measure it here. But now measurements have changed. What is what is meant by economic success? Uh, you know, happiness in societies or, or reality of trying to see opportunities move forward here. What's your initial reaction to how we measure economic success or, or mobility or progress even? What, what's your reaction to this? Big question. Um, and uh, I suppose the answer is that uh, there's not the answer today is not the answer for tomorrow. Um, you know, things are constantly changing. Uh, but I think to monitor success, I think you need to really drill down and determine what you're seeking to do in the first place. So when we make a decision about to lend money or to invest in a company or to do some work uh, with with governments, we sort of set out what what's the impact we're trying to achieve? What are we going to be able to do by doing this loan with uh uh, say solar panels and uh, introducing some you know, green technology, energy efficiency. You know, so we try and break it down deal by deal about how we can make some change and what 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 does good look like? What is the result that we want to see when we do this transaction? So you set that out at the beginning, and then then monitoring your wins along the way. I think is an important way to. Uh, to keep focused about about achievements. This is excellent. So you so within EBRD, you first say what are we trying to achieve first, and then let's work backward to see how we can get there. And you do it as a portfolio uh, approach here. Some of your experiences and what you have done in lending and 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 that you've seen successes and maybe not successes here. What are some of the traits that you have seen? or recurring themes that have seen where you saw that there was both impact on society, on, on the business itself, on the economy? What are some of the trends that you see? Well, in the 25 plus years I've been at EBRD, we've had some trends. Um, I would say sort of the, the initial things from what we were able to achieve was just pure access to finance. Um, if you go, go back to the region um, back in the, the early 90s, the, the availability of funding to, to companies, let alone to SMEs, was pretty sparse um, and perhaps um, governed in a way which wasn't very transparent and wasn't uh, based on merit. Um, so seeing banking systems which have been able to develop in those countries, um, which can then take sort of an informed decision um, and looking at the business, which is also then focusing on the development of the country and how that fits in with what they're trying to do. I think that was sort of sits in my mind as a, sort of the, the biggest example in my time. Excellent. And let me now get to the heart of the question here. We at ICSB and IPA have seen this increased interest in creating 
promoting or even acquiring unicorns, you know, companies that are just one of a kind and, and explode here. And throughout your, your experience and knowledge here, what's your reaction to this trend of creating unicorns or trying to acquire them or even keep them once they become a unicorn in the country? What's your reaction to this? Um, I'm less, my personal view is, is that um, it might be good for some people to be involved in doing that, but I would see this as only one of the building blocks and, and one of the um, opportunities which people should be looking at. It. It's not going to solve problems. Yes, it's good from a disruptor point of view um, and creates some opportunity um, and challenges the systems, but overall, I don't think you can have a whole economy of unicorns, but I, I think having having unicorns and having them, if you like, being effective and picking the winners, um, is is good for all all economies and all the different links in the chain and opportunities. Absolutely, a whole economy of unicorns. Where where is that going to be? <laughs> I, I don't know what the collective term for uh, a herd of unicorns. I don't I don't know. No, but let's create it. A herd of unicorns it is. Um, Andrew, you, you're very personally interested, and in the past you mentioned the promotion of women entrepreneurial leaders and something that EBRD is focusing on, and it's a huge success here. Tell us a little bit about this initiative that you all are having and maybe a brief example just to give about the cutting-edge um, initiatives that EBRD is doing. And, and this goes to sort of a, an, an item of just beyond women in business, it really goes to sort of a quality of opportunity, which you can take to different aspects. But this is where we started a lot of our, our work in, in this area going back many years ago. Um, we were working with um, an, a number of intermediaries in, in Turkey, working with the, the Turkish banks to help them promote a, uh, a facility uh, which was focused on women in business, where they would look um, to provide additional support um, with with the assistance of some donor money, which made it more attractive and more um, economically uh, feasible for them to, to roll out, um, but gave specific opportunities to smaller businesses which had a, a very heavy focus um, on either being led by women or managed by women, but actually weren't getting the same access to finance um, that uh, some of other businesses were. Um, and uh, I think we've done something like over a billion of, of finance in the last five or six years in Turkey on the Women in Business program. Andrew, this is absolutely fantastic. I think for a starting session, for the keynote, for the starting session, this has absolutely been superb. And you set a tone here and a new term, a herd of unicorns, is something that we might be revisiting in a couple of years here. But any any final comments to the panelists and the, and, and the people watching this, this session here about kind of trying to see how we move forward in the future? What are some of your ideas? You say, maybe we should think about this as we move forward. Well, uh, even just taking the the, uh, the the humble SME, I, I think for unicorns um, to flourish or for there to be a stampede of of unicorns, um, it's there's a lot about the environment about the environment and um, having a, not just a mindset of being open to challenge and open to uh, different ways of doing things, 
Um, but but also, you know, less red tape, less requirements from governments um, and, and sort of more support for the basic concept of, uh, of companies who are being, who want to be, and individuals who want to be entrepreneurial. This is absolutely fantastic. And what a wonderful session here for the start here. I want to thank you for your time and always support of ICSB and also your colleagues in, in Australia. You might want to end up with a, a nice thank you for them or last comments to your colleagues in Australia and everybody around the world. Yes, well, um, everyone, um, I hope you have a great conference and um, no doubt uh, the, the ideas will flow and um, I look forward to hearing uh, and participating in, in, in some of the sessions myself. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. Stay tuned for a quick introduction of Dr. Terabishi and the International Council for Small Business, ICSB. Dr. Ayman L. Terabishi is currently the president and CEO of the International Council for Small Business, ICSB. ICSB it was founded in 1955. It is the oldest and largest nonprofit organization represented in 195 countries that is dedicated to supporting micro, small businesses, and entrepreneurs. Dr. El Terabishi currently holds the deputy chairperson at the Department of Management at the George Washington School of Business. He is the only faculty member in George Washington that lectures in nationally ranked programs. In 2021, he was voted as the best online faculty at the George Washington School of Business. Dr. El Terabishi also held the most outstanding faculty member award for five consecutive years from 2010 to 2015. Remembered as one of his most outstanding achievements, Dr. El Terabishi played a central role and creating and promoting the United Nations Micro, Small, and Medium-Sized Enterprises MSMEs Day. With his novel idea, Dr. El Terabishi managed to work closely with the permanent mission of Argentina to propose a resolution to dedicate a United Nations International Name Day to MSMEs. Approved by the United Nations General Assembly, the proposal was presented by the permanent mission of Argentina and 54 countries. Thus, 5.5 billion people acted as co-signers of this resolution. From that day forward, June 27th has been recognized as the official UN MSME Day. Founded in 1955, the International Council for Small Business, ICSB, was the first international membership organization to promote the growth and development of small businesses worldwide. The organization brings together educators, researchers, policymakers, and practitioners from around the world to share knowledge and expertise in their respective fields through publications, programs, workshops, training sessions and certifications. ICSB is the originator of the United Nations resolution to create an international name day dedicated to micro, small and medium sized enterprises on June 27th, MSME's day. The ICSB's premier world Congress is held every June around the world and brings together leaders, experts and entrepreneurs. For more information on the International Council for Small Business, check out our social media pages. It will be linked in the show notes, the podcast description below. 
our email at media at icsb.org. Check out our website at icsb.org. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you and stay safe out there.